Rainmaker FM. You're listening to The Digital Entrepreneur, the show for folks who want to discover smarter ways to create and sell profitable digital goods and services. This podcast is a production of Digital Commerce Institute, the place to be for digital entrepreneurs. For more information, go to rainmaker.fm slash digital commerce. That's rainmaker.fm slash digital commerce. Welcome to The Digital Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Sean Jackson. On this episode, I want to talk to you about creating connections with your online audience. Recently, I was having drinks with a friend of mine who runs a mid-sized B2B marketing agency. In our conversations, we were talking about the latest trends in online marketing and the conversation soon turned to podcasting. I then began to proselytize the benefits of podcasting as a key element of online marketing with the emotion and passion I usually bring to subjects that I know something about. And as I concluded my assessment of podcasting and why he should be providing that service to his clients, he sat there looking at me with a blank stare. And after what seemed to be an eternity, he then stated in a matter-of-fact tone that he thought podcasting as an online marketing tool held no value, especially when compared to other online activities like blogging or social media engagement. I was stunned by his response, so much so that I had no pithy retort to his criticism of podcasting. Afterward, my wife texted me to see how things went with my meeting. As I typed my response, I quickly realized it was better to just call her and share the events that had transpired. And then it hit me. You see, in online marketing, we spend a lot of time tapping away at a keyboard, creating content and responding to people online. But those activities are deficient in one very important area. You see, the human voice is unique in all forms of communication. It carries not only the message, but the emotional inflection of the messenger. And it is through that emotional inflection that we, as humans, start to build a connection with each other, a connection that is more personal and meaningful than what we find in the written word. On today's show, we have two experts that concur with that statement. These two individuals have built highly successful online businesses using podcasts. And when we return from this short break, they will share their insights so that you can create, grow, and profit from podcasting. So stay tuned. Hey, my name is Brian Gardner, and I am the creator of StudioPress, the first premium marketplace for WordPress themes. When I created StudioPress, I could never imagine that more than 200,000 WordPress site owners would use StudioPress to build some of the most elegant and inspiring WordPress sites on the web. And I am not just talking about the numerous large companies that use it. Tens of thousands of food bloggers, podcasters, affiliate marketers, real estate agents, photographers, and many more have created some of the most compelling mobile responsive websites using StudioPress. But that is not all. To make it easy for you to create a compelling WordPress site, we have introduced StudioPress Sites, a turnkey simple method to create and grow your WordPress site. StudioPress Sites includes many of our most popular WordPress themes with unique SEO tools and plugins all integrated on our high performance, secure and actively managed hosting infrastructure. 
So when you are ready to take your WordPress site to a new level without the worry or hassle of less robust solutions, then I hope you will visit studiopress.com. Over 200,000 bloggers and webmasters trust StudioPress for their WordPress site, and we work hard every day to earn it. Welcome back from the break. I'm your host, Sean Jackson. I'd like to welcome to the show two experts in podcasting. John Naster is the host of Hack the Entrepreneur, a hugely popular and very successful podcast designed for entrepreneurs that are looking for their next big idea from the stories of other successful entrepreneurs. And Jared Morris should be familiar with anyone who has listened to this show in the past. Jared Morris is the vice president of marketing for Copyblogger and the former host of this show, as well as the current host of Showrunner. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. I appreciate you being on. Hey, thanks for having us, Sean. Thanks so much, Sean. Podcasting. Really? I mean, of all the things that a marketer has to do online, should podcasting be in the mix at all? compared to writing a blog post or getting engaged in social media or shooting video. Do I really need to spend time on it? John, do you want to take this or do you want me to take the first crack at it? Um, I, well, I wanted to just uh, state the obvious. We're, we're on a podcast. Um, you're out there listening to us on a podcast. Um, so that part of it as a marketing channel is working. Um, and I wouldn't be here and Jared wouldn't be here um, without podcasting. Um, so besides that, I guess it's up for debate, but I'm going to let Jared take it from here. Cause yeah, I mean, look, you know, a podcast isn't going to be right for everybody. That's obvious. But the goal to me, the goal of creating content online is to create a connection with an audience, an authentic connection with an audience. And I have pretty much done every different type of content creation that there is. And I have never found anything that even compares to a podcast for being able to create an authentic connection with an audience because, and we've talked about this a lot, you know, when you're listening to a podcast, uh, my voice is in your head right now as you listen to this podcast and I can't hide, you know, if I'm nervous, if I'm confident, if I'm excited, if I'm shy, whatever, it is going to come across in my voice and you're going to connect with that. And so when it comes to building a connection, and again, I think that's what we're all trying to do as content creators, you can't find anything better than podcasting. And when you combine that with how accessible it is to create a podcast, and you know, Johnny and I have walked a lot of people through you know, creating a podcast, launching a podcast who had no experience with audio, but you know, walking people through and then seeing them get it and seeing them get experience with it. And then when you add to that, Every single year, just that the growing stair step, when you look at the graphs of the number of audience members who are aware of podcasts, who are listening, it continues to grow. It's in that sweet spot where it continues to grow to where there are enough listeners now to make it really viable, but there's still a huge opportunity, uh, untapped opportunity, because there's still people who don't even know what a podcast is, but they will eventually, and they'll be listening. So it's that sweet spot where you're still, even though podcasting has been around, you're still in the early stages too. And so when you combine all of that and mix it together, it becomes this great opportunity for you to create a, a connection with an audience that obviously then you can leverage into uh, you know, results for yourself and for your business. You, you mentioned the size of it. How big is it? I mean, are we talking about you know, a, a two or 3% of the population that are doing it? I mean, podcasting has been around for a long time, guys, as you well know. So mm -hmm. what is the market that you're, you're referencing there that you say is so big? 
Well, the authority on these statistics is always the Infinite Dial study. It's an annual study from Edison Research that comes out every year. And according to their latest numbers, 40% of people that they surveyed have ever listened to a podcast. That's an estimate of 112 million people. That's up from 36% in 2016. And again, like I said, it's a stair step. It goes up 2 to 4% every year. And then uh, the number of people who have listened to a podcast in the past month is 24%. That's 67 million people, up 3% over the next year or over last year. Same thing, stair step that continues going up. So you can see that where, you know, okay, so you say 24%, you hear that number and it's like, wow, that's only, you know, a fourth of people. But that's still 67 million people just in the United States alone. So again, you know, already a lot of people are listening, but then the opportunity is huge. And as, you know, audio becomes more ubiquitous in cars and it's just, it's going to continue growing as it gets easier and easier for people to find it. And as podcasts and radio and basically all different times of types of audio merge. All right. All right. You got me convinced. Okay. There's an audience there. It's big, but, <laughs> but John Naster, I, I'm going to put the, 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 the question to you now. All right, so I want to do podcasting, okay? If I buy a mobile phone and include some headset usually with it, or I can go buy a little mic and I can probably find some free-ish software. I think even on a Mac, GarageBand comes with it. You can buy for you know a couple of coins. And then uh, that's really all I need, right? I mean, and then I can go to like SoundCloud and just put it out there, right? I mean, it can't be that difficult to really do a podcast. Well, it's... It's not difficult to necessarily do a podcast, but it's difficult to do a podcast that resonates with an audience and builds an audience for you. Um, so for the technical aspects, um, it actually is like fairly simple. Um, you can use GarageBand. I still use GarageBand to this day. It's free on my Mac. Uh, Jared and I, with the showrunner, we've talked endlessly about for the setup and for like a microphone, I mean, you should spend about $100, maybe a little less on your first microphone. Like I'm speaking through like a $500 microphone, but I've recorded hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes at this point. And that's something we teach in the course, which is like you should sort of have to deserve um, that and like reward yourself for putting out 100 episodes, then upgrade. But you don't have to start with really expensive stuff. Um, but that's not really what separates like your audio levels and the quality has to be of a certain level. It has to be good enough, which is good. It has to be good. But that's not that hard to do this day and age with the technology that we all have at our fingertips. Um, so it's more about creating something that actually resonates with an audience, um, educates, entertains or inspires the listener each and every episode and takes them on a journey where they get something out of each and every episode. And so that doesn't matter. Beyond being good enough for your audio, that none of that stuff has anything to do with how you're recording it. Um, but it's still content marketing. It's still content creation. And you still have to be able to take your listener on that place. That's format. That's like the music that you use, that's your branding so people can find you. That's like SEO for iTunes and Google Play. Those are the things that matter so that people can actually find you. When they do find, it resonates with them. It takes them where they need to go. They get something out of it and they subscribe and they become part of your audience. Hmm. None of that stuff has to do with how you're going to record it, how you're going to edit it. And if you're going to put it on SoundCloud, which I absolutely suggest you don't because they struggle to get funding each and every quarter, it seems, to even keep in business. But there's endless ways that you can 
host these things. Um, and that's to me, the technical stuff is really sort of easy to overcome. It's the creating a show that will actually resonate so that you can go from no audience perhaps to having tens of thousands of listeners or hundreds of thousands of listeners, whatever the case may be. That takes more strategy and thinking like a showrunner. Um, the way Jared and I often like to sort of separate the two is podcasting is the technical sort of aspect that we we can all kind of get fairly good at and do okay at, but it's becoming an actual showrunner, which is providing that value, which is going to actually make it worthwhile for you and your audience and will be the thing that pushes you to actually build and grow that audience. Hey, and Johnny, Johnny, I want to add something real quick. I'm really glad you mentioned that. Make it worthwhile for you because that's the other thing is obviously you want to connect with an audience, but you've also got to do it in a way that comes back to you and that helps you serve the goals that you have too. Because, you know, look, when, when we're talking on this show on the digital entrepreneur, we're not just talking about, you know, putting out a beautiful piece of art that people are going to listen to and say, wow, that podcast sounds good. It's got to move people to action. Like your podcast needs to be part of the mix that gets people onto your newsletter that, you know, promotes your course and gets people interested in not just becoming an audience member, but hopefully in the future, a customer. And that strategy, the thinking, how you combine those things, that's all part of it too. And it's very important because if you don't have that part of it, and if you're not experiencing these different levels of profitability that we talk about, you know, the indirect, the direct, and even the intrinsic profitability, you're not going to keep going with your show. So all of that stuff has to be there. And there are, you know, obviously some very specific and some very subtle ways that you kind of meld all of that together. So let's go into this because, you know, one of the things that you have both had experience with is teaching people and helping them along, the, you know, a, a path to from desire to actual execution. Share a little bit of some of these stories that you have personally had with, you know, people who you were kind of like many in the audience. I, I really want to do it, but I don't feel comfortable. What has been kind of that 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 success story, if you will, of some of the people, you know, the the, the timid person that became the the. Uh, rock star in the podcasting world. John, I'll start with you and then cut over to Jared. So, I mean, we've helped hundreds and hundreds of people through the podcasting course. The timid person, though, who became, if you want to call it a rock star, um, is, I mean, I could say myself in general, which, I mean, it's kind of not the best example because it's me, but I, I was the last person three years ago I would never, I hated the sound of my voice. I, I freaked out when I had to record my first like 30 interviews. I would shake beforehand. I, but I had like a passion and like a fascination with entrepreneurship, with business and with that mindset that entrepreneurs have. And so I wanted to have these conversations. I loved them. Um, and I, that's what resonated with an audience and built it for me. Um, but I was the last person, like, I couldn't record a video on my phone of my daughter and be talking in the background and have it played back because I just cringed at it. Um, and now this is what I do for a living. Um, <laughs> so, and still it shocks me when I get an email or somebody's like, man, you have such a perfect radio voice. Like, wow. That, like it, I'm the last person that ever would have thought that about myself. Um, and I still struggle with it. So, um, 
that's going to be my best example because <laughs> I, 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 I still am shocked that I'm a podcaster for a living. Yeah, um, but that's I had what the, I do. I had the same thing happen to me. I was listening to the uh, show before it was being published, and I had it on my car when I picked up my daughter. And she just immediately is like, Dad, I'm turning this down. I have to listen to you every day. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jared, what about you? Because I know there are some people that you directly helped you know, through the program, et cetera. I mean, you know, talk a little bit about one of those success stories. Well, there's no question. I actually, I had this great moment. I don't know. This was maybe, it was a couple of months ago and I was looking for some new podcasts and uh, I was actually, I was looking for a podcast about this specific topic dealing with food. And so I ended up on this show, Love Food. And I was like, okay, that name sounds really familiar. And I looked at it, I was like, oh yeah, that's Julie. She's in the podcasting course. And I had found this podcast that, you know, ranked highly for this term that I was looking for. And I was like, Holy crap. I was like, that is awesome. Like we had a hand in helping her get this podcast off the ground. And you know what, what you find a lot of times, Sean, the reason why I love working with, with people who are thinking about podcasting is, you know, no one thinks about starting a podcast when they have kind of a lukewarm interest in their topic. You really, you just don't find that. You certainly don't find that with also someone, you know, people who are looking at getting training, looking at, at getting into a course about it. You find people who are absolutely bubbling over with enthusiasm and love and excitement for this topic, but they just may not know what two or three steps to take to get it out there what microphone to buy, how to edit the show, how exactly they get their RSS feed into iTunes. You know, and these are all very simple things to do, you know, once you kind of have a roadmap for how to do it. And so when you can help people do that and they get past these these kind of roadblocks and then they just get behind the microphone and they're just free to let their enthusiasm come out, it is a beautiful thing. And that to me has been the most rewarding part, you know, is seeing people who, you know, are frustrated or a little bit scared or, or you know, have, have some trepidation about getting going and you help open up that door for them and, man, they just run through it. And it's a wonderful thing. And I know, you know, I experienced that when I first hosted, you know, podcasts myself. And that's why I keep coming back and keep, you know, you know, I'm 300 episodes in on one show and we're 100 and some episodes in on the showrunner. And I just love doing it. And so seeing that, you know, with other folks, you know, like Julie and, you know, people like Sonia Thompson and Mac Pritchard in the podcasting course and so many others, it's just it's awesome. And that, you know, look, we've talked about reasons why it's great to start a podcast because you build this connection with an audience and it can really help you achieve your business goals. But I would say the one that sometimes we don't promote enough, but I know Johnny and I talk about a lot just ourselves is, man, it is awesome to get behind the microphone and just talk about something that you love. It's just, it's a wonderful thing and it's really fulfilling. And, you know, and, and, and you know, if, if you're thinking about, you know, is now the right time for me to go out and try this and give this a shot? You know, if there's something that you have that kind of enthusiasm for, I think you can even surprise yourself by how much more comes out and what you unlock when you get behind that microphone and start sharing that love and enthusiasm with an audience. It's really a wonderful thing. So talk a little bit about showrunner, because uh, first off, what does the name mean? And, you know, where was the genesis of this? And why did you guys decide to put this out there? Because obviously podcasting has taken off over the past several years, even though it's been around forever. Um, and there's lots of different podcasts about podcasting, if you will. Uh, why showrunner as a name? Why showrunner the course? What was it that was missing out there that said, you know what? we need to go build this big giant thing called showrunner. 
Well, so showrunner is a term that started with TV, you know, and you think about, you know, Mad Men, the showrunner is Matt Weiner and Breaking Bad, the showrunner is Vince Gilligan. And these are the people who were in charge of this incredible audience experience. You know, it wasn't just a show, you know, they were creating episodes, but you string those episodes together and they're creating an overall audience experience that was truly remarkable. And so I think Johnny and I were both inspired by that and wanted to take a little bit of a different view for what we can be, for who we can be as podcasters. You know, you you put together a podcast episode. It's a single audio file that's available on demand. People can listen to it. But your show isn't just, you know, one audio file to the next. It's an overall experience. And so this idea of being responsible for an audience experience, that's how we started to view ourselves. And so we started to look at ourselves more as showrunners than just podcasters. And that's how we wanted, you know, the people who were listening to the showrunner and the people who were in the course to view themselves as well, because it's a bigger higher, more meaningful purpose, I think, with a higher ceiling for what you can achieve when you look at yourself as a showrunner, as opposed to just a podcaster. John, why do I put all this content together? I mean, obviously, it exists already. Why go out there and build this large archive that you and Jared put together of how to do all this stuff? So this actually wasn't my idea or Jared's idea, Sean. Um, a couple <laughs> years ago, a couple years ago on my show, I interviewed Brian Clark, um, so the CEO of Rainmaker Digital. It always comes back to Brian Clark. <laughs> immediately as that conversation was done, I was like, "We're done recording." And then he was like, "I have an idea," and he, and he's I'd never met Jared in my life, and so Brian gave me this idea, and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds awesome." And the idea was to um, he's like, "John, you've created this show for the last like." eight or nine months it was at that point, like literally from nothing to this huge thing. And then Jared's created all of these shows uh, over the past several years. I think that you guys should get together and build this course and help people do what you've done. Um, and so I still remember that email, like just that introduction from Brian to Jared and I. And then from there, we got on calls and just put it together um, mm-hmm. because it was something we were so like, I don't know. It, I don't know if I ever would have thought of doing that um, or if Jared would have. But Brian was like, here's the idea. And then all of a sudden our heads were together. and We're like, yeah, this is cool. This is going to be good. And it like, totally excited us. We created the course um, or we created like an outline for the course and part of it. And then it's evolved over time as we've continued to do Q&As and run webinars with the community and then stay in with the community. Uh, the community is a about, I think, like 475 people are in there. And we've just sort of, it's evolved because podcasting itself in that time has evolved and sort of scaled in a way. Uh, And so there's new avenues for growth and sort of the way we can, there's even more channels that we can um, even distribute into now. So um, it's, it was something that I don't think we would have come up with, but as soon as it was brought to us and we were introduced to each other, it was, it made perfect sense. And it really just kind of came from that. And then a whole bunch of work. So the showrunner course actually, you know, comes up and down for availability every year. If I remember correctly, I mean, I know you guys put a lot of effort into it. You have a launch window when you allow people to come into the program, then you close it off to the public. And I think that's primarily so that you can spend time with people that joined, right? I mean, I know you guys engage a lot, with the people that are in that course so that you can help them find the success that you guys have seen. Is that correct? Yes, so, absolutely. So you, you work with them, so you open it up for a limited time, and we're coming up to the fact that now this program is 
now open for our audience and whomever, but it's also going to go away again so that you can again focus on those uh, uh, students, if you will, so that you can make sure they're successful. But talk about what's in the course right now. What is there that you guys have updated that you said this is something that is new or is it just a regurgitation of stuff that you had two years ago? So the, yeah, the course reopened on the 20th. Uh, it'll stay open until the 27th and you can go check it out at showrunnercourse.com. And that's uh, September 20th through September 27th, 2017. Just yes. That note. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so, you know, it's got 10 modules in it and really we walk people through the very beginning from when you're first starting your show to, you know, what's your format going to be? What's your name going to be? What's your branding going to be all the way through the end? I think, you know, there's a 15 point launch plan in there. So you can really just go box by box and make sure that you're doing everything correctly and you know then throughout there we walk people through you know how to set up interviews how to conduct interviews how to get music how to work with editors uh, on and on so it really walks you through from beginning to end what you need to create a remarkable show um, and it, you know I think probably for me the most fun element that I have with the course uh, are the huddles that we do. Uh, and, and John and I are excited to, you know, to start doing some of these again, where basically we take questions, uh, we go live on video, uh, with folks and, you know, answer questions and talk and, you know, interact uh, with folks who are there and really try to provide really specific tailored advice for the individual issues that people are dealing with. Because obviously a lot of, you know, the, your experience as a showrunner is going to be similar to what other people are doing at similar stages, but everybody has their individual and particular questions and stumbling blocks that they have. And so I really like being able to dig in and help people move past those, you know, on a one-to-one -one basis, uh, but also in kind of a public way so other people can learn from it too. John? Um, and John... Yeah. What are you are excited about the, the, with the relaunch? Was there something new that you added that you're taking a lot of pride in? I mean, you know, kind of give our audience the the thing that they should be on the lookout for that you, you know kind of tickled your fancy when you were relaunching this thing. So I run a business show where I interview entrepreneurs um, about businesses and businesses they start. So my one that excites me is the how to monetize your podcast because um, oh yeah from. That's evolved so much for me since the start of the showrunner until now with Hack the Entrepreneur. Um, I monetize so much better um, with so many more people. And it's it allows me to sort of share those things. So it's not that I have all the answers. I'm always out there dealing with new partnerships and businesses and contracts and cold emails and all kinds of things that I get to share those. Once they work, once an offer or a proposal works for something really cool that I think other people can use. I make all those into templates and we share them in the group so that people have access to all of that. So literally everything that runs my show in a templated format from how my interviews are done to how I get sponsors or what offers I make to potential sponsors. And same with Jared, those things all get templated and put in so that people can use it. And then we get people coming into the community, like working on their first sponsorship or partnership deal. And then they're taking like our form, our templates and like working with us in the Facebook group to like rework. It's like, well, that needs to be kind of different because of your market and here's how. And then they come back all excited because they got their first sponsor. That to me, um, I know that podcasting, there's a huge sort of art form to it. Um, I mean, I play drums, I love music, but to me, podcasting 
is a business. Um, and so monetization is really big to me and it excites me. And so, and I love, and I know that that can push people's shows to the next level if they get that monetization, because it allows you to bring in people to help you market it, to help you edit it, to help in so many different ways that monetization really does help escalate your show to those levels. And so that part really, really, really excites me. Wow, now you mean speaking you can, Sean's language? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You mean you can make money doing this? Now you've got my attention. Why did I put this at the end of our show? Okay, guys, you've got me convinced. And obviously, we would like everyone to take advantage of this program. It's limited availability. The sign up is September twentieth to September twenty seventh, and then after that, it is closed until you guys reopen it up once the students have gone through. Where do people go to figure out what to do next? What should be people do right now if they're listening to the show? to get engaged with this showrunnercourse.com uh, would be the place to go for course information uh, you can also go to showrunner.fm to get our podcast if you want to listen to some episodes of the showrunner and get on our email list uh, but for this week for the course go to showrunnercourse.com showrunnercourse.com and listen to john and jared at showrunner.fm gentlemen thank you very much for your time really appreciate it Thanks for having us on, Sean. Our pleasure. And we'll be right back after this short break. Hey, everyone. This is Sean Jackson, the host of The Digital Entrepreneur. And I want to ask you a simple question. What is your business framework for selling digital goods online? Now, if the question perplexes you, don't worry. You are not alone. Most people don't realize that the most successful digital entrepreneurs have a framework or a general process for creating and selling their digital goods in the online space. And one of the best free resources is Digital Commerce Academy. Digital Commerce Academy combines online learning with case studies and webinars created by people who make a living selling digital goods online. And the best part is that this material is free when you register. Are you interested in joining? Well, I'll make it easy for you. If you're listening to the show on your phone and are in the continental United States, I want you to send a text message to 313131 with the keyword digits, D-I-G-I-T-S. And when you send that text message, we will send you a link to the registration form right to your phone. Are you outside the United States? Don't worry. Just send us an email to digits at rainmaker.fm. Either way, we'll send you a link to the registration form so that you can sign up for free for Digital Commerce Academy. And as a special bonus, we will also subscribe you to our newsletter when you text or email us so that you can stay informed with the latest insights from the show. And don't worry, we respect your privacy and we will not share your email or phone number and you can easily unsubscribe at any time. So if you want to start building or improving your framework for selling digital goods online, then please send a text to 313131 with the keyword digits or send us an email at digits at rainmaker.fm. You won't be disappointed. Welcome back from the break. At this point in the show, I always like to recommend a tool or a book or something that can add value to the topic that we covered. And obviously, given what today's show is about, I'm going to suggest you take a look at that showrunner course at showrunnercourse.com. Now, I'm going to give you a reason beyond the obvious, which is that showrunner is a part of the Rainmaker family. It is because of this. 
The tools are easy when it comes to creating a podcast, but the techniques to succeed take time. And more importantly, they take a certain amount of expertise. And the best way to jumpstart that expertise is by learning from experts, people who do it time and time again. To that end, I highly, highly recommend the Showrunner course. I'm often asked by my friends, hey, I'm interested in podcasting. I'd like to get going. What should I do? What should I buy? And my response is always the same. You first have to educate yourself on how to do it right. And the Showrunner course is the best way to make that happen. So enough of a plug. And for this show, I want to thank you for taking the time. And I truly hope that your online marketing efforts succeed and that we can play a small role in that. And as always, we will be back next week to cover the topics that every digital entrepreneur needs to know.